structure changes in a fast-growing organization. Hi everyone. I'm recording this episode on request as a follow-up on the survey posted on the Startup Talks group on Facebook. We've been asking what topics you would like to hear about next. Some dozen of people responded to the survey, having chosen the topics proposed here and or adding their own ideas. And it turned out that the most wanted topic was changes in a structural organization in a fast-growing company. I'm glad that that was your choice, because this transformation of the structure is one of the hardest processes that founders of a small companies must face. Sauna Talks. Welcome to the Sauna Grow podcast. I am Bolek Drapella. I'm an entrepreneur, a manager, and an investor. In my professional life, I help companies grow wisely, develop internationally, benefit from technologies, and all along, keep their human face in business. Let's sit in our sauna, talk about business, and not only. The Founder's Dilemma The hard thing here is that the organization is usually founded on passion. A passion which is not necessarily an urge to lead a company, manage its staff, or handle its financing, strategies, crises, and challenges. Usually, the founder's driving force is discovering a group of people that have a certain need and an inspiration how this need can be served. This is why founder creates a company, to solve a problem of a target group. Eventually, the company achieves a financial success if its target clients find their problem urgent enough to pay for the, for the offered solution. That is what the passion-driven founders may find hard to assume, the consequences of their success. One such consequence is the inevitable structural change. The emotional side of cooking a frog. In a different aspect, the fast growing of the organizational structure may bring about emotional difficulties. It is not easy to part with people, often co-founders, who have been working with us from the very start and may be unaware that it's time to change or leave. It is a syndrome of a frog that, uh, slowly boiled, does not notice the fact of being cooked alive. Similarly, founders, chairpeople or CEOs growing along with the organization don't see that they have fallen behind their competencies. Being in charge of modifying the company structure, they often overlook the time when the changes must be made. Naturally, they have been doing their best to mature and meet ever-changing demands of the position, but the challenges of a fast-growing company may exceed skills of even highly adaptable leaders. On principle, nobody likes changes, so most of us avoid them. If something works well, why touching it and risking breaking it? The proverbial frog cooked alive does not even notice that something might work better if organized in a new way. Avoid negative selection. There is one more problem area that makes fast-growing company hard to deal with. When an organization expands, there is a lot of staff competency verified and verification going on, which sometimes results in layoffs. This information, however, is not shared with mid-management, especially when the top managers, the founding group, founding fathers of the organization, lack these competencies or are unable to define them. The sooner leaders realize that their own staff competencies should develop along with the fast-growing expansion, the better. 
As the way to deal with this problem, the A player technique is often mentioned. It's point to employ the best candidates, the A players, because only them will in turn be able to hire the best people. Less gifted people, so-called B players, might be scared of future competition, so they tend to hire C players to detriment the company. No free expertise. The trick is to employ the A players, but how to do that, having limited financial resources of the newly born organization? How to make the best people join us if they are usually most expensive ones? Having the best ones on board will ensure the natural evolution of the company structure with adequate and timely improved and implemented changes in response to the emerging needs. These questions take us back to the fundamental issue how to assemble the right founding team. The team united by a common passion, team that will comprise the diverse sets of skills. The business experts prepared to devote a few years of their life to creation of the organization in exchange for later participation rather than the immediate cash return. No eternal heroes. All along, it is worth remembering that the competencies of founders and the managerial structure they built should be adequate to the company needs and at its current stage of growth and in its near future. In most cases, uh, they probably won't be the ones that will put the company in NASDAQ. All founders should bear in mind that their names are not engraved in some sort of a founding father's plague and that anyone else will be able to take the company to the next level. They will have to either keep up with the changes or give up their post to somebody more suitable at the new stage of the development. It is vital not to overlook such moments. The more aware they are, the higher the chance that this attitude is passed on from the co-founders to top managers and later on to mid-managers and further down the ladder. How to tell a mature leader. If you want to hear more on the question of the mix of diverse competencies in the founding team, you're welcome to listen to the podcast number eight, uh, The Diversity. What it all comes down to is that the founding team members and the managers should accept the fact that the structural changes are imminent. There are to be expected something good, a natural and welcome consequences of fast growth. The way the managers deal with the structural changes, whether they involve employee movement or not, it's surely relevant test to their maturity. The good ones probably won't bend corporate policies or structure to the available human resources. More likely, they will seek the best people to achieve the objectives of the development process underway. Communication. Employee attrition is discussed more in detail in podcast number five, Managing People Out. There I talk about the ways to verify whether people still fit in their team to face up the current challenges. I give advice how to clearly communicate to such employees the fact that although their post is still has the same name, the company and its leadership are expecting them to perform different tasks. I explain this why this practice is useful in a wider context, when the information on the current development and fast-growing organization must be shared around the company. Advice from friends. There's another good practice that helps coping with the structural changes in a fast-growing company. It is consulting somebody beyond your organization who has experienced a similar situation. 
Check out the podcast number two, where I talk about find your counterpart in the different organization, and number 16, where I talk about asking for advice. That person, perhaps your counterpart, may have managed a product, marketing or IT department comparable to yours, or led a company while it's in the stage analogical to the one that you're currently heading. Such external insights, or a look from a time distance, might help you sort the things invisible to your on a daily basis. It might help you avoid the frog syndrome and see that you are in the wrong. Summing up, remember that structure changes in a fast-growing company are only natural. What your organization looks like now and how it should be in a few years is totally different from what it will be in 10 years or what it was six months ago. Just think about your staff and structure and think how they have changed over the last 12 months. Not only you should be prepared for changes, but you should treat them as an advantage, as a proof of healthy growth. That naturally calls for new competences, new people, or at least a new style of work. And remember, you should never walk alone. Embrace the changes and don't forget to ask others for advice. Ask the people from other organizations or anyone that now is there where you want to be but has been there and has been through that what you're currently going through. Although today their organizations are 10 times the size of yours, they may still recall the challenges they met two or three years ago and may be willing to help you out. They are actually willing to help you out way more often than you think. Maybe these structural changes won't hurt that much if you face them unafraid and used a little help from your friends and mentors. Thank you and have a great day. If you like this podcast and feel it's worthwhile to talk more about it, record a question or a comment on saunagrow.com slash podcast or simply do make an individual mentoring appointment in our sauna. See you later.